Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. It's a full speed, non-stop fast break, and it's kicking off right now. This, this is No Huddle on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Over 30 straight minutes of continuous talk in sports. Powered by PrintFX. Let PrintFX be your new partner in print. From the Smokies, Tennessee tailgate, we continue in West Knoxville. Across from Westtown Mall, it is Tyler and Will. No Huddle, now on your radio. 99.1 The Sports Animal. My name is Tyler Ivins. And I am going to leave a cigar in my left hand. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Will West, and he has got a cigar in his right hand. Yeah, I do, yes. I'm excited about this. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, John Stanzler, <laughs> buddy, brought it to us. You had to tell me how to cut it. I cut it wrong. Cause... No, you didn't. You got a V-cut, and it looks great. Well, yeah, there you go. Some people I'll like their this. cuts deeper than others. It's, it's like a steak. It's enjoyable. I'll tell you that. It is relaxing. It is enjoyable. I'm excited to be doing it. So yes. we're here at Smoke. Because if you haven't got your victory cigar for there you go. Tennessee, Alabama, you have a chance. You can stop by here and pick them up. And a chance to win a couple of the Josh Heupel, the same cigar Josh Some Heupel was smoking on the, on the field, walking off after a Tennessee victory against Alabama last year. Right. See the QR code right here at our table. We're on the sidewalk. It's a big parking lot party tailgate going on right now at Smokies. Okay, let's just get right into it. Free hot dogs, drinks, your victory smokes for this weekend. Balls tied down in Tuscaloosa. You'll hear every snap here on the flagship station for Tennessee football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley, I'm going to call, call an audible here. Can I call an audible here? Kill, kill, kill. Tennessee, Alabama. What if this is the last next this year and next year are the last two times you get Alabama every single year? Because listen to what Nick Saban said about the future SEC coaching model or or scheduling model. Well, I think it's great for the SEC. I think it's um, you know great for the fans. Uh, I think that uh, the one of the, one of the things that I really like about the way we've expanded our conference is we did not change the geographic footprint you know for our fans and for the the people we had two you know really quality programs and great teams with great fan base and traditions but we didn't really change the footprint of you know the the conference so it's not going to be inconvenient at all for you know the competition of the players or the fans to be able to stay engaged in what's happening in the league and you know, the way we're going to, you know, do our seven-team, one-team, you know. Rotation. Ro- seven-team rotation, one-team fixed. Uh, I think you're going to play everybody every four years. So almost every guy at your school is going to get to play every team in the conference, which I think is great as well. Did you catch that, Tyler Ivins? Seven-one sure model. Here's what that means. And and I somehow missed this. Bron Rice was on the text, secret text line saying, bro, this is what they voted on in the uh, spring. So the, so the future scheduling model very well may be, and it looks like there's a massive chance for Nick Saban to say it is going to be, seven rotating opponents, one permanent opponent. That is wild. That is absolutely wild. So there, no more Tennessee-Alabama. We've been arguing should Tennessee have Florida or Alabama, which one should they have? That is insane to me, the idea that Tennessee, their lone 
uh, annual opponent would be Tennessee Vanderbilt, and then everybody else would rotate the end of the Alabama series for Tennessee, the end of the Florida series for Tennessee right. coming up in two years. The way I look at it, simply this. If you are Tennessee, and there's a chance you're going to lose the Florida series, but then also you might also lose the Alabama series at the same time, I think that this is going to end up being a tradition has now a look bringing teams like Missouri and Texas A&M to the SEC. Okay, you're taking a little bit of a ding to the trajectory of the conference. Now, if you lose Florida and Alabama, you might as well just completely move tradition out the door. Yeah, I, I, I like. Look, I did we, not we talked about it yesterday, Will. I, like this wasn't I, on my bingo card. I'll just say that I did not expect to see this being the case. Apparently, I should have. It's wow, and this to me is the. You're not going to go into the nine-game model. And, and for Brian, Brian Rice pointed this out on the text line as well, so I'll give right. Brian credit. For ESPN, people want them to pay more money for a nine-game conference schedule, but technically Correct. they lose eight games of total inventory, so why in the world would they want to – why would they want to pay you more money for fewer games? So if it's going to be eight games, because there's not going to be more money there because they're not right. giving up that home game, so it's, you know – an average of about $3 million a year you would lose by giving up the home game that you would have against the right. cupcake opponent. I I get it. I, I get why ESPN wouldn't give him more. I get why the schools wouldn't say, would say, well, then we're not expanding the schedule. But, man, where are you at on the 7-1 model? No more Tennessee-Alabama. No more Tennessee-Florida. Tennessee-Georgia. I despise it. Look, yesterday I sat here on this program and I said Florida is a bigger rival in Alabama in my mind. It's okay that we disagreed. Because it at least ranks one or the other. I don't want to lose either. But if you told me, at least for me, my hatred meter, me, 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 that hatred meter, it, I'm a little bit more sensitive to the Gators in that blue and orange in Florida than I am to the crimson that is in the state of Alabama. But, Losing them both just kicked me in the junk. That's you, not Tennessee or SEC football. I got to be honest with you. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. No, let's not let's, get let's nuts. Let's get nuts. Let's get crazy. No, we're no, going to get crazy. Why? So let's we get can, crazy. Why? Dude. Keeping Alabama as your concrete one-on opponent—that's the tag along for. Okay, are I, I you older? You got to give him your brother. You got to give him one. You're the older brother, yeah. right? You How often one. did your mom and dad tell you, "Hey, you got to bring your brother with you to the PG-13 movie"? Oh, Will, are you going to your friend's house to shoot hoops? Got to take your brother with you. Yeah. How often? Yeah. Right. I had to do that. This with my is sister. what that is. What Tennessee gets Vanderbilt every year. So Tennessee would get Vanderbilt. Alabama would get Auburn. No. And there's there's part of me that can't help but wonder if this is Greg. Because you could do a 6-2 model. You could. And you're playing everybody in. Right. No, I guess you're not playing everybody in two years. If you did the 7-1, you play everybody every two years. And so you would get Alabama every two years. You would get Auburn every two years. Do you believe this? Because Saban's been known to politic a little bit. That's what he's doing. I don't think it is for because I've never the heard him he say said it. I've heard him say this is what we should do. We need to be. That's what he does when he politics. I've never heard him say this is what it's gonna be. But listen to him when you go back to how things were being approached down in Florida during the spring meetings. Nick Saban was leading the way. Nine game schedule. Nine game schedule. Yeah, nine game schedule. And then you found Tennessee, out Tennessee, Auburn, that you're and uh, LSU, LSU. Yeah, which I always found very peculiar because you already play those three teams annually. Why does it matter if you continue down this path? It does put them at a disadvantage. I get that they do. I get that that's what that ha- does. Tennessee gets Vanderbilt in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's not the same. You're right. It's not from a fairness level. And maybe I'm the type of person that I should just completely just – my thought process when it comes to tradition needs to completely stop. 
because now once you allow in 2012 A&M and Missouri, and I've gotten used to them being here and making those trips to College Station in Columbia. But, Will, what I'm hearing here is now we're doing whatever we can to try to make things comfy and cushy for the new additions in Texas and Oklahoma. Tell me if I'm wrong. What I'm hearing with this potential 7-1, one constant remaining opponent, as long as Texas gets to keep Oklahoma and Alabama gets to keep Auburn, yeah, we're fine. Why are we making things convenient for them whenever they're the new teams? And is this part of it? Could it be that maybe A&M doesn't want to play Texas every year? Well, don't make don't banish Tennessee's traditions because A and M now in the last. So let me make sure I understand this correctly. Two thousand twelve, A and M finds a way to get away from the big, the bad boys of their conference and start cashing in on the piece of pie that's the SEC. Well, you know they get they left to get away from Texas because of the Longhorn Network thing because they didn't want to be little brother sure. anymore. Now you're little brother again. Remember the reason Texas and Oklahoma are joining early is because A and M leaked it because they were mad that it was going to happen. Right. So, uh, but so it will be Texas Oklahoma that play each other. A&M and LSU. Right. And Alabama-Auburn, Georgia-Florida, South Carolina-Arkansas. Yeah, who's signing up for that? Kentucky-Missouri. Who's signing up for that? What about, like, is that what it's going to be? That's what I'm trying to connect the dots in my head right now. What I don't like is that there has to be a system. If I showed up the new guy seven years ago, six years ago, and I was just like, hey, I want this. Like, no, there is a, there is a. There's priority. There is a totem pole that has to be climbed. No, I agree. I don't like that the Longhorns leave after they got to collect all their Longhorn money for as long as they did on the television networks in the Big 12, and then they show up, and it's, guys, guys, look. Austin showed up to the conference. Look, the Austin, Texas team showed up. No, get out of the way, guys. Austin, Texas is here now. Here come the Longhorns. Hell no. Get to the back of the line, and if you want to dominate when you get here, I'm already – look. I've already made a big grief about the fact that they got a cakewalk of their schedule next year. Remember when they released the 24 schedule? Texas has an absolute everybody gets a trophy award with their schedule. And now essentially this new conference alignment or this new scheduling model they're trying to punt and bring out, it's advantage Texas so they can keep their Oklahoma rivalry. No, I, I'm I, sorry. But, but I don't think it's just that. I think it's, it's I think it's like the, that. No, I think it's Sankey wants everybody to play everybody twice in a four-year window. And that's what you get. And so if you're not going to a nine-game schedule, this is what you're going to have. And he has the loaded gun of you will no longer play Tennessee-Alabama. You'll no longer play Georgia-Auburn if you don't go to nine games. And money talks and everything else walks. And so I think the schools are saying, well, I ain't going to nine games and losing a home game every other year just so you can feel better about this. So this is what we're going to get. I don't like Alabama – I respect them, just like I respect Nick Saban as a head football coach. But I'll tell you right now, losing them and not playing them annually, that would be a kick in the you-know-what. I don't I don't hate it. If you're losing Florida, losing Georgia, I don't hate it. You're losing Kentucky every year, go ahead and just, just squash the whole thing as far as I'm concerned. Let's get weird. Sports animal traffic, what's happening outside the doors from us here at Smokey Cigar for the Tennessee tailgate. Your Thursday, we'll tell you now. More Tyler Will on the way. Knoxville Pipes and Drums, they are here. It's not a party till the pipes Smokies. come out. That's right. Uh, Matthew Baker walked over to ask him if they know any drop kicks. So we're excited.
play Tessie, I'm going to take my pants <laughs> yeah, off. That's, you know what? And Ivans is wearing the DiBiase right now. He's as suited up as one can get. So Thank that'll you. look really weird. Everybody's got uh, a price. But stop by and see us. We'd love to hang out with you. They've got the hot dogs here. They've got chili. They've got everything you could possibly need. You can make a Petro if you want to. Oh, yeah. You get the cigar you need for the Alabama game at Smokies oh, yeah. at Mondview Place right across from How's the cigar in your right hand? It's unbelievable. This is. I see why you do this because it's relaxing. You see why I do this? It's relaxing. Exactly what this just, is. It's just it's like sitting in a massage chair without the massage chair. Exactly. That's fantastic. Okay, Greg McElroy, you have brought this up a number of times, and I don't think enough people have talked about it. And then, and I'm like, good for you, Ivans. And then I hear Greg McElroy's podcast. I see this clip from McElroy's podcast talking about Tennessee and their struggles on the road the last couple of years. Tennessee is four and five on the road under Josh Heupel and SEC games. They have three pretty big away games coming up at Alabama, at Kentucky, and at Missouri. How confident are you for Tennessee fans that they can get a winning record out of those three games? Ooh, winning record? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I feel super confident about winning record. We'll, of course, break down the third Saturday in October a little later in the week. But Okay. So let's look at Greg McElroy when asked, can Tennessee have a winning record in the next three road game, big road games they have at Alabama, right. at Kentucky, at Missouri? When he's, when he's asked, can Tennessee have a winning record? He goes, <laughs> like, ooh, it. that's tough. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think he's like laughing at Tennessee. I think he's just saying, that ain't easy, boys. And so I'll ask you, do you expect Tennessee to have a winning record in those three games? I've changed my tune on the Kentucky game, but I'll still hold up my end of the mustache bet because Devin Leary has not blossomed into the upgrade of Will Lovis that I thought he would leaving Raleigh last year in the transfer portal. I have a tough time seeing Tennessee winning in Tuscaloosa. I think Tennessee wins in Lexington next week. And you know what? You just hung 60 on them back-to-back years. Now, granted, that was 21 and 22. For them to follow the same cut in 23 might be difficult. At this moment, because I believe Tennessee's defense can keep them in a game on the road at Columbia, I'm going to say yes. But I never thought that we would reach a point in time in our season, our season of covering the University of Tennessee, that I would look and say, hey, Will, that game in Columbia, Missouri, is a little bit more troublesome than other people may believe. I'll say yes, but I can understand the smirking comments and some of the oh, no, that perhaps that Greg McElroy just shared during that clip in the podcast. I think they go two and one in those games. It ain't going to be easy. I also think here's, here's the other thing I think we often forget. It's not like they're going to stop coaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people, you can improve as the season goes along. So as you don't have injuries and things like that. Correct. So it, they're, they're going to figure out something in the passing game. Like we watched enough of Josh Heupel to realize that's happening. I'm old enough to have covered when John the Crofton when during the lane year. Right. And it was Halloween weekend before Tennessee could throw the forward pass. People were calling him Dwayne'sville uh, worm burner because he, uh. would, he would just bury the ball in the, in the dirt. Then you got past that, and it was incredible. So, like, the passing game was fantastic after the South Carolina game. So, I, I think that it's, it's a work in progress. Your receivers need to get better. I agree with what a lot of people have said on the station. Your receivers are probably more to blame than your quarterback is right now. That the quarterback's been great. But I think that you can improve on this stuff. And the passing, it is as good as the running game is, that the passing game's just serviceable. I, yeah, I think Tennessee's going to – I think they go 2-1-1. and one. I think they lose to Bama. I think they beat Kentucky. I think they beat Missouri. I am, more con- I am with you, though. I am more concerned about the Missouri game than I am the Kentucky game. Riley, jump in here. 
You cover the beat for us at, uh, at the Sports Animal for Tennessee football. Tennessee, do they go 2-1 and one or better in this three-game road stretch, Bama, Kentucky, Missouri? 2-1 and one's the answer. You guys said it. I, I looked at this Missouri game. I know a lot of people are a little more worried about this game. My point is this. Brady Cook has looked pretty solid so far this season, halfway through the year. But my thing is, he hasn't played a defense like Tennessee. LSU can't stop a soul. Kentucky, not going to put them up there with one of the best defenses. I don't think Missouri has seen the likes of these good defenses like a Tennessee, like a Georgia yet. I'm not saying they're not a good football team. I just yeah, don't A&M's think... not walking through that door. Exactly. Bama's not walking yeah. through that door. You're right. Exactly. So to me, I'm not putting their stock too high just yet. I know it's on the road. It's probably going to be freezing. But I still believe Tennessee can beat Kentucky and Missouri and will probably lose on Saturday. And is it, am I wrong to say it's also probably not going to be a hostile environment? It, it has been before in Como, but it's been a while since we – Gary Peekle, you know what I mean, days is what we're talking about. So I, I just – Chase Daniels not walking through that door for the Tigers. So as good as Brady Cook's been, it just doesn't seem like it's the same vibe as then, although Brady Cook has been fantastic and Drink's done a great job coaching that team. So I, I am with you on on Tennessee going 2-1. and one. I think we were all there. Greg McElroy not as convinced as we are. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. When you're lowering me into the ground in my box, will you make sure bagpipes are there? No, I'm going to have Matthew Baker doing the human beatbox. Have you heard that, 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 that stuff? That's how I want to go The purveyor out. of fat beats is what they call them. They call it fat beats, huh? With a Z? B-E-A-T-Z? Tyler and Will, let's take a Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen. Look at traffic as no huddle continues. All right, Riley Thomas, beat reporter for the Sports Animal, covering Tennessee athletics, Tennessee football right now. Um, I have pounded the table like a lazy little school child because I ain't taking my old backside back over to press conferences anymore. Those days are gone, boys. Uh. But nobody has asked the question about Tennessee athlete, about Tennessee football this year. Hey, hey, Josh, why are you slowing it down? Right? Like, why are you slowing it down? What's going on with the change in tempo this year? It's something different than you've done in your head coaching career ever since you got together with Levy and you started doing this stuff. Riley Thomas, you asked the question. The only question that needed to be answered, I think, about Tennessee football for the last six weeks. Riley Thomas asked that question today to Josh Heupel. Coach, at this point in the season, is the, is your offense the tempo, the pace where you want it to be at, or is there still another level you still want your offense to get to? Uh, for us, it's always within the scope of what we're doing. Are we operating as efficiently within the tempo as, as we can be? And, um, you know, I feel like we're doing a good job. There's always some things uh, after every ball game that, uh, that you want to continue to clean up. 
Um, this football game, man, you got to win the line of scrimmage, and, and your personnel on the outside has got to go win one-on-ones, and that's true on both sides of the football. All right, so it's about efficiency. There you go. It, it is. That's what it is. So it's about making sure they can be efficient. And you get everything in. You get the play calling in. You get the uh, everybody's lined up where they need to be. Everybody can get their block. And he did say that about the line of scrimmage. That makes me think it's an offensive line thing. We want to make sure we're efficient on the offensive line, so we've had to pump the brakes a little bit. Great job, Riley. Okay, so efficiency. Now, again, and I appreciate Riley Thomas all these uh, weeks for not saying, why don't you take your dusty hind parts down there and ask that question? I actually had somebody who covers the media going, you know you guys have press passes too. And I went, come on now. Dude, I've been doing this 17 years. I ain't going down there and sit through a press conference. Uh, Riley Thomas, Coach Heupel's response to your question. I want to make it an open forum. Your overall thoughts on what you heard. To me, it's shocking, guys. When he said that we, you know, dictated off the opponent or, you know, make sure kind of what they're doing, I'm like, you didn't used to do that two years ago. It didn't matter to you if you were playing Alabama, if you were playing Florida. Josh Heupel's offenses go fast. So to me, I'm like, that's the one advantage you have. Not the one advantage, but that's a big advantage you have. It's a massive advantage. It's a massive advantage to go as fast as they have. And for them to slow it down, to me, it's dictated whether or not they can score a lot of points. The Florida game, it really hurt them. And obviously, A&M, they got lucky that D. Williams scored a touchdown because they scored one touchdown on offense. So to me, I understand a little bit. And like you said, Will, it sounds like to me more of a personnel issue, whether it's QB, O-line, whatever it may be. Well, for him to bring up at the end, line of scrimmage, and then say both, you know what I mean? That makes me think that, it, okay, this is making sure as well everybody knows who they're blocking. Yeah. Because we got to run the football to win, and this is what we are. And I'm going to be honest. I don't know that it's the wrong decision. You're five, Tennessee's 5-1 right now. Right. Like, it, would you, you played one bad half of football. But you just ran the ball down the throat of the best rushing defense in the SEC. They knew it was coming. They couldn't stop it. You need to get the uh, the passing game figured out. Receivers got to be better when it comes to route running and get open, and they're not. Uh, Joe's got to deliver the ball a little bit more accurately so that you can have those runs after the catch. But if this what we're seeing right now, I mean, again, some of us remember the Pruitt era. Some of us remember the Dooley era. Some of us remember Butch Jones and you were, everybody's putting bumper stickers about, uh, about Butch on the back of their car when they're going eight and four, for gosh sakes. Tennessee's floor's probably eight and four this year. So I, I just, I, I think you, you play to the strength of your team. And what we're seeing, and if you need to do this so that you're, you get your blocking right, clearly it's working. So, well, you know what I mean? It, it, it is a massive advantage that Tennessee has in a, in a normal year or that Josh Heupel has in a normal year. This is what you got to do. Let me ask you this. And I was going to I was gonna bring this up to the table, but I, then I started doing some math on it, and I feel like it was too much numbers. Yeah. So too many numbers. And Paige Dower already did math once today on the air. I figured let's not do it twice. Do you know how many games that Josh Heupel is behind Philip Fulmer through 32 games right now? No idea. Two. Oh. Two. And he started out on a team with 30 down 36 players, scholarship players, because of the transfers when he came in. That's okay. That's a stat that's telling. I'm, I'm just saying that's telling. Is it time for us to just shut up until we see it not work? Is it time for everybody to just – and I'm not – look, I and I am the first guy that kept saying when Dooley was here, why you should be questioning this guy. He's never been good. And when Butch was here, you should be questioning this guy. He is 8-4, and 9-3 and three ceiling. 
And Kenny Everett, once people figure out the read option, they're going to, then what can he be? And it, the answer was not great. Um, but but maybe, like, has, has Heupel not – at what point does Heupel learn the benefit of the doubt where we just look at it and say, you know what, he'll figure it out? I think that's the point in time where we sit there and go until it becomes a pattern or you start seeing some of these things develop. Maybe sit back and see how the game plays yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, or the season plays out. Yeah, sometimes you lose games, football. That's yeah, what I'm on this. Yeah. To start Again, you're, you're two games behind Philip Fulmer's pace, and Fulmer picked up a, a team that started out 4-0 that year, if you remember, as a head coach, and then took over the next year. Heupel took over a team that was under NCAA investigation, McDonald's bags, 36 guys down, and you're two games behind that pace right now. The start pitch gut, we go. New Balance Knoxville bringing you the latest here from Smokey's Tobacco and Cigar. They're not here for the popularity vote. They just want to get the question right. This is Start Bench Cut on 99.1 The Sports Animal. All right, gentlemen, let's get this underway. First up, what is the most important unit for Tennessee to upset Alabama? Quarterback O-line or the D-line? Now, if you're asking uh, on an Alabama standpoint. No, no, for Tennessee. Oh. What is it going to take? Which which one needs to step up the most, or do they have to have improvement from the most or most important to them upsetting Alabama possibly? All right, so if it's in that direction, then the correct order is you're going to start quarterback because I believe that you're going to have to see Joe Milton take it to the next level. Uh, I'm going to bench the defensive line. I'm going to cut the offensive line. Look, defensive line getting a hold of Jalen Milrow and some of those other uh, – the other – Offensive weapons Alabama has is clearly important, but here's the thing. Defense can play out of their mind like they did against Texas A&M. If Joe Milton doesn't take the next step or doesn't see tempo increase, there's no chance. Go I'm going to go the exact opposite of you. I'm going to start the offensive line because running the football is going to be – and being able to just change the field position, run the football, break their will, that makes your defense better. And all I need from your quarterback is don't screw up at that point if you can run the football like you did against A&M. So I'm going to start offensive line. I'm going to bench defensive line. I'm going to cut quarterback. What would you say, Riley? I'm going to start D-line. To me, that is so far Tennessee's. That one or running back are two best units on Tennessee's team. For them to create havoc, create turnovers, you've got to start the D-line. I'm going to bench Joe Milton at quarterback. He needs to make plays. Cut the O-line. To me, guys, that's the order for me. All right, besides Tennessee and Alabama, there are three other top 25 matchups this weekend, which will provide the most excitement. Number seven, Penn State at number three, Ohio State. Number 16, Duke at number four, Florida State. Or number 14, Utah at number 18, USC. All right, I'm going to start now again. The key word is that Riley asked excitement. Start Utah, USC. Watching USC football is like dating a crazy girl. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen any moment. You might end up married by the end of the night. Might wake up in a bathtub full of ice, missing a kidney. You just never know. You know what I mean? So that's that's USC football. I'm going to bench Penn State, Ohio State. It's going to be close, but I don't think it's going to be exciting. I'm going to cut Duke, Florida State. That's the right order. Riley, I'm sorry. My co-host just hit me out of nowhere with a comment that is just absolutely spot on, and sometimes I'm just going to stare at the target a little bit longer. He's got the right order. USC, man, it gets weird. They're the crazy woman in the relationship. Yeah, they, or, or, dude, if you're a lady out there listening, like, we don't, we're, not, we're not trying to be gender-specific here. I just, you know what I mean? So spot on. All right, guys, who's been the most disappointing team in the SEC so far this season? 
South Carolina, Auburn, or Arkansas? Yeah, I'll dive into this one head up. Uh, I'm going to start Arkansas. To me, if I just kind of look at where they were with the potential of K.J. Jefferson, seeing how well Sam Pittman has filled into that role, to me, that just seems like Arkansas was the team you needed to watch out for in the West if they could flirt around and maybe mess some things up, and they've absolutely not done that. I'm going to bench South Carolina. We knew if their offensive line didn't improve after what they showed week one against North Carolina that this is the way their season was going to go, and, well, we're here now. I'll cut Auburn. you got to give them a little bit more time under Hugh Freeze. There's a reason why they rank dead last when it comes to scoring. I just thought their offensive beat bit better. I, I'm going to say I'm going to start. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're probably right. That's right. South Carolina's beaten an SEC team. Arkansas has not, right? So I'm going to start Arkansas, bench South Carolina, cut Auburn. I didn't expect much from them. They're going to be about what I thought they were going to be. And frankly, they might be a little better than I thought they were going to be for this season. Football will be all over the television for your Thursday. Gentlemen, what game are you watching? James Madison at Marshall, Rice at Tulsa, or the Jaguars <laughs> at the Saints? I'm going to start Jaguars and Saints. Come on, have a, come on, show some stones and no, say yeah, Rice no, Tulsa. No, no, I'm not watching Rice. Look, uh, watch I'm going to bench. Daniels? Uh, in his seventh university program, he's to play for. Yeah, JT Will. Daniels is thirty-seven year old years old. That man's got six kids. Leave him alone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start Jaguars Saints. I'm going to bench James Madison Marshall. I'm going to cut Rice Tulsa. The real answer is start Jaguars Saints and then bench whichever hockey's on that I, that, that I think is the closest. Dude, James Madison, you got to give the Dukes a little love. Can you no, I'm, they I'm run excited the table and they don't get right to go now. postseason. I'm excited. I don't know what, why, but right now I'm just kind of on this weird hockey kick that's going on. I'm starting James Madison versus Marshall because I think that there's a good chance this game could get wacky. I can't use the whole crazy. You don't know what you're going to get. Crazy girlfriend. I think that it's going to get wacky tonight there in West Virginia. Uh, I'm going to uh, – I'll bench the Jaguars and the Saints because I'm just not a hundo that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. And I'm going to cut Rice Tulsa. Shout out to the Preds at the Rangers. Though. By the way, you know uh, your team has scored a, a first-period goal in every game they've played oh, this there year. You there you go. I, just, I don't know why the last three days. Ever Wink. since they did that Hulu and ESPN Plus thing where it's like having Sunday ticket, but all over. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. First-period goals, the Rangers. That, that might be the way to go. Wink. Yeah. Will the Rangers score a goal in their first 20 minutes? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Juicy not Wayne. financial advice for entertainment purposes only. Uh, somebody, Asaros, may not be a net tonight for the National Predators. They're going to throw their backup in for the first time in the cage up at the Garden. Wink. Oh, Ivans. All right, guys. Today is South Park co-creator Trey Parker's 54th birthday. Who is the greatest animated comedy, or what is the greatest animated comedy of all time? South Park, The Simpsons, or Family Guy? Ivan's like... I'm going to upset some people. Oh, what do you got? I'm going to as well. Start South Park, bench Family Guy, cut Simpsons. Thank you, Matt. Look at Matt Baker co-signed. The last 15 years of The Simpsons hasn't been good. So, or 12 at least. I'm going to start Family Guy. I'm going to bench South Park. I'm going to cut The Simpsons as well. Now, the the first 15 of it was unbelievable. But it's not been funny in a really, really, really long. Lewis. Last one, guys. Today is also National Seafood Bisque Day. What's the best protein in bisque? Well, if you ask my co-host, probably lobster since he destroyed it I yesterday. I destroyed it yesterday. <laughs> is it lobster, shrimp, or crab? Start the shrimp, Ivans. Shri- I'll take a shrimp bisque over a lobster. Start shrimp, bitch. Uh, lobster, lobster, cut, cut crab. crab. That's the right order. That's the right order. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Does it make the cigar taste any better 
that your feet are in cushioned shoes that come from New Balance Knoxville, which, by the way, Will, if we if we walk to the other side of this building, we could see New Balance Knoxville. Yeah, here. no, absolutely. Look, I'm wearing the 990s right now from New Balance Knoxville, and I was mentioning this to my wife. Do you know – so now I'm in a 4E, a double extra wide shoe. They have wide sizes, extra wide sizes. My quality of life has improved dramatically. And one thing – I used to deal with plantar fasciitis all the time, so right. that's a problem whenever I train – and uh, I, I then went to New Balance Knoxville. I did a 3D foot test. I got in the right type of shoe for my foot shape. I haven't dealt with it again. Got the right size shoe on. What they'll do is give you the 3D foot test, match that against your exactly your foot size and shape. It gets 40 different models of New Balance with multiple colorways for each one. Get exactly the perfect right shoe for you. It's New Balance Knoxville. Man, so much more to get into. Do you want to score free victory cigars for your party this weekend. Are you going to Tuscaloosa? Are you going to be hanging out here in Knoxville? If you want free victory cigars, swing by and say hello to us. Will and I not only will get you free victory cigars if you think I'm kidding. And you have a chance to get registered for the free smokes. The ones that Josh Heupel ran off the field with last year. The Oliva V when Tennessee knocked off Alabama 52-49. It's all happening here at the Tennessee Tailgate Party. That is Smoky Cigars here inside the Mock It's been place. fantastic. We've had, uh, yeah, Knoxville Pipe and Drama's been here uh, cranking off some uh, some, some dropkick covers. Some we've got Yeah, some bangers. We've got, we got hot dogs. we got chili. We've got everything you could possibly need, and you can pick up that cigar for you to be able to enjoy after a Tennessee win against Alabama right here at Smoky's Mock View Place across from West Town Mall. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. and Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Now he's back. This guy flip-flops more than Tom Brady. It's Will West. Tyler and Will. 99.1, the sports animal. Now that music can only mean one thing. First, we got it, the bagpipe version. Now we have it here through the flagship station of the University of Tennessee. It's Tyler and Will. We continue from Smokies at their Tennessee tailgate party ahead of Bama Hate Week and inside this Saturday's game. Now, Riley Thomas, he has got your fall practice report. Afternoon, evening, Riley. I think this is a, a great uh, rivalry, and, um, you know, it's important to uh, to our fan base. Uh, I'm sure it's important to their fan base, too, and, and uh, 
it's one that um, is special. Just uh, it's a unique, unique game and uh, unique setting. So uh, obviously, um, I, I think the leagues, you know, with everybody that's coming in, uh, there's a lot of factors that uh, that go into you know, how they schedule. But uh, certainly hope so. Good evening, gentlemen. This UT football practice report is brought to you by American Outdoor Equipment Center in Rockwood. They are a local, family-owned, and operated equipment dealer in East Tennessee, offering all of the tools to get your jobs done, including tractors, zero-turn mowers, lot equipment, side-by-sides, and more in stock right now. Stop by to see their new TYM tractor line while they're offering 84-month, zero-down, 5% interest on all TYM tractors on the lot. They also service all of your tractors and mowers, too. Visit American outdoorequipment.com or make the drive to Rockwood and see why American Outdoor Equipment is worth the trip. Gentlemen, that was Josh Heupel on the future of this game between Tennessee and Alabama with Texas and Oklahoma joining the league and he repeated this today as well saying before he got here, a couple of former players and donors as well, saying how much this game matters to everybody in the fan base. He did say this is a big football game for us, a huge test against a really good football team, but it's going to be a great afternoon. All right, Riley. So I know Josh Heupel has said about the rivalry and wanting to keep it. I just want to ask you personally, quickly, where are you right now when it comes to this rivalry? We were just talking about Florida-Alabama, but if you listen to the Saban comments today, there is a good chance that we're talking about losing perhaps maybe Alabama and Florida. To me, this rivalry still is behind Florida. I think Florida is Tennessee's best rival moving forward. Obviously not with this schedule change. We may not see Alabama or Florida I'm not sh- too shocked by it, but I do think the 7-1 and one is not the right model. You all have talked about it. I think 6-2 and two is a good model potentially for right. the SEC moving forward, at least just keeping one of those big rivals to have fans, that camaraderie, the history, and the tradition still alive next year in football. All right, so what is Tennessee doing? We've talked a lot. We played the clip from Greg McElroy's show, Tennessee on the road. What is Tennessee doing to prepare for the crowd noise? Heupel said today on his final presser, they've actually been doing that since their last road game in portions of practice. He said, again, for them, you have to settle in and do the ordinary things in this game at a really high level, and you have to do them consistently. It's nothing extraordinary, but he said if they can do that, they'll operate the way they need to. All right. When you heard Paige's comments earlier about the targets, and I'm going to catch you here on the live. What were your overall thoughts when you hear that right now completing clips of 65, 68% Joe? Well, so it's 70% but to it's squirrel white, 71% overall. Correct. That, that tells you that, hey, squirrel white's the guy that you, that's your go-to, right? I guess the question is, does now Brew McCoy's targets now get absorbed by squirrel in your mind, Riley Thomas? It has to at this point. And I think from uh, Paige's stats, it's a carryover from last season. Milton and squirrel were in those garbage time he was throwing the squirrel virtually every single time against Missouri, against UT Martin. Those That's when those two built that connection and continued into the Orange Bowl. And clearly, it's staying the same way this season. With Brew McCoy out, Squirrel White has to be Tennessee's number one target because she said earlier, Ramel Keaton, that connection has not worked out the way we thought it would be this season. So it's Squirrel White. And then after that, maybe Keaton, maybe Thornton can come alive a little bit. But Squirrel White is Tennessee's number one receiver. All right, so Jalen Milrow on offense, Dallas Turner on defense. That's the focal point, it seems like, for every team. When you talk about Alabama, what does Josh Heupel said about those guys? Starting with Jalen Milrow's legs, obviously a big part of his game. Heupel said you have to keep him going 
You cannot let him go north to south. Let him keep him contained, have him go east to west. He said you have to have great gap integrity in normal downs, and you have to do that in situational football as well, particularly in the red zone. He said it's not just those designed runs for him. It's his ability to escape and make plays with his feet. To me, Tennessee hasn't really played this dynamic of a runner yet. Yes, Spencer Rattler had the ability to, but he didn't do a whole lot. Tennessee kept him contained. We'll see if it does that. But Dallas Turner is Alabama's pass rusher like James Pierce. Those two are tops in the SEC when it comes to sack numbers. Happel said, in protections, you have to do a great job identifying and going with your one-on-one matchups with him coming. All right, well, speaking of the sack numbers, James Pierce is second right now in the SEC. What are the thoughts? We talked about it yesterday with Kaner when he was discussing recruiting. The sophomore, second in the SEC, clearly when he gets into that sprinter stance off the edge, if you're a left tackle or right tackle, you better hope you get the first step because if not, you're going to be beaten. Heupel spoke to the versatility of James Pierce, saying he's a young football player that continues to just get smarter every day in the facility, just his football knowledge and his IQ, and that fundamentally he has continued to sharpen his fundamentals. He gave a huge credit to Coach Gardner and Coach Eckler in a short amount of time, his development, but then he paused, and then he said, let me also say a big credit to James as well. There you go. Riley Thomas, UT football practice report. You think Riley Thomas is going to be able to eventually take over the Jimmy Himes role? Bill Martin's going to be like, welcome to Josh Heupel's press conference. We'll go ahead, raise your hand. We'll go ahead and get started. Riley Thomas. I appreciate you asking the the, first question. The the valid question there, Riley. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And you're right, everybody. uh, did point out that we could take our Dusty Han parts down there to uh, I, okay, time a out. press conference. Time okay, out. Here's Do you know thing. who said that? Who? It's somebody. It's somebody that you and I know Eric very Kane. well. That, yes, we'll just say it was Kaner. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Kaner, not, who's a, not right unfair. Now. Shut up, Kaner. Not unfair. Uh, and he's right. I just look. I paid my dues. You know what I mean? Like I woof. Sit there and watch the same people ask the same questions over and over again. You know what I mean? Like so they can. Eric Kane wanted to know if we're holding him over a cigar as well. <laughs> That's like Kaner. Don't ask questions. You already know the answer to. It. Uh, all right. So uh, I. This could be the last time Tennessee on an annual basis goes to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Why don't you just kick tradition right between the legs, dude? And I did not realize this was the case. Apparently, I should have. Brian Rice, who is a far more tight end than I am. So it was like, bro, they they voted on this in the spring meetings. What are you talking about? Right. Greg Sankey wanted to go to nine games. The biggest thing that he wants is that you have to play everybody twice in four years. And to do that, if you stay at eight games, because there ain't no more money on the table for you, if you go to nine games from ESPN – then the only way to do that is go to a 7-1 model. Oof. I did not realize this until I saw a clip from Nick Saban's coaches show last night. Well, I think it's great for the SEC. I think it's um, you know great for the fans. Uh, I think that uh, the one of the, one of the things that I really like about the way we've expanded our conference is we did not change the geographic footprint. Yeah. You know, for our fans and for the, the people, we had two, you know, really quality programs and great teams with great fan base and traditions. But we didn't really change the footprint of, you know, the, the conference. So it's not going to be inconvenient at all for, you know, the competition of the players or the fans to be able to stay engaged in what's happening in the league. And, you know, the way we're going to, you know, do our seven-team, one-team you know, rotation, seven team rotation, one team fixed. Uh, I think you're going to play everybody every four years. So almost every guy at your school is going to get to play every team in the conference, which I think is great as well. You're th- okay. I have ruining childhood. So here's what, it, what this would mean that we already know what the schedule is going to be for next year. So the next year is going to be pretty much the same thing. Uh, you get Tennessee at Alabama 
according to Nick Saban, if right. he what he's saying is accurate. Yep. You get Tennessee at Bama this year, Tennessee at Bama next year, or Tennessee at Bama here next year, and then you will only see them every other year. Say it. Just ruining childhoods. Look, yesterday. Wait, wait, said, wait, wait, no, wait. No, 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 you no. gotta have it both ways. Because we have been yes, you we can. have been politicking on this show to say keep, Hey, keep, keep Florida one. not Bama, but keep, the idea of losing both is ridiculous. Keep one, don't lose both. Like like I don't So you're telling me now, congratulations. Tradition. It just means more. It's a tradition, unlike any other. Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Not playing people. Right? I keep comparing it to having to bring your sister with you to a PG thirteen movie. Mom, I'm going to go out on this date with, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a sophomore in high school. Hey, I'm going to go pick up my girlfriend. We're going to go see Men in Black at the Hall Cinema 7. you got to take your sister. I'm not trying to be excited about Vanderbilt showing up on the schedule every year. And that's me knowing that's a gimme yeah, win that's, since James Franklin's left. Look, it, it like, is. Come on. Let's get a little bit of competition that we get fired up for on Saturday. We're not having what we're having right now outside of Smokey's Cigar here at Montview Place across West Ham Mall for Vanderbilt. What it means is every year you'll probably get one of Texas and Oklahoma. Every year you'll get either A&M and LSU. Every year you'll get either Auburn or Alabama. Right. Every year you get Florida or Georgia. Every year you get South Carolina, Kentucky, South Carolina, Arkansas. Every other every year you get either Kentucky, Missouri. To me, that's not – look, if you're going to get nuts and you're just going to drop trowel and just you know, do, you know, drop a big old Alabama on tradition, yeah, but dude, then I'm, why not go ahead and just – let's just get crazy. Let's blow the whole thing up. You want to get weird? Let's get weird. Yeah, but when we want to get weird and get crazy, it's not the new life that we want to live. It's just, you know what? Is it Saturday? Yeah, I'll let my hair hang down, but I want to get back to a little bit of normalcy. And guess what? People who yesterday reached out to us and gave us their comments on why Bama's better than Florida in the rivalry category, they were sharing photos from last year's game. Hey, Tyler Will, in 1982, I was there when my dad tried to tear down the goalpost, and guess what? It was great to see it with my son last year. Those traditions, waking up and going into people's uh, guest rooms or going into their home offices, and there are those classic painted photos. This I grew up reading the same Sports Illustrated that had Tennessee and Alabama's rivalry on the cover, and now you're telling me, oh, man, yeah, you might occasionally get to fire back up the rivalry gun when every two or three years. So just, would you would you rather go to nine conference games if you're if you're an AD? And I'm just going to be honest, no way in heck, no way in heck am I doing that. I'm not I'm not giving up three million dollars a year by giving up a home game every other year to so that you can get nine games for this to happen. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really care that much about every but, other year you like you get to you have a home and home every four years with homie, every opponent, brother. I don't know why this that's is all such coming a big down deal. to money. So what you're trying to tell me right now is just like A&M and Missouri, just like Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, but $3 ESPN million dollars a want, year. I get it. ESPN, because you're in bed, you pushed all of your chips in and put all your eggs in one basket for one <clears> network <throat> to essentially tell you our movies suck right now as you've laid it out to me. The streaming services, not named Netflix, is going to cost us the and tradition. They, and they didn't is, make any money for 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. so what you're trying to tell me right now is that because of money issues at the end of the day, and God knows we could go to a bigger spectrum of this conversation. I'll keep it simple here. I'm not going to continue to be able to bring, hopefully one day, my children into an East Tennessee tradition. That is, we show up to Knoxville Zoo and we boo the elephants every time I, we see them because of the Alabama rivalry. I, I just think this. If you're going to lose Kentucky, which was a trophy game for years, right? If you're going to lose Georgia, if you're going to lose Florida, blow the whole thing up at that point. I don't care. 
<clears throat> I don't really understand the having a you know what for needing to have every other game. Oh, or every other you know what I mean need to have oh, a home and home right? every four years. Yeah. Like I don't get that as long as you're playing them every four years, that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, so I don't understand why you don't go to a six two. That doesn't make a lot of I, sense to me. But, it, but or a five three, and you maintain some of those rivalries. But yeah, it, it, you know, let, let's get weird. That's the way that I look at it. If you're to do this, if you're going to blow it up, go ahead and hit the reset button. Take the cartridge out, blow into it. You know, all this talking it makes me really want to give out some popcorn. Because if we're going to get crazy, you might as well get a bucket of popcorn or a bag of popcorn and watch the party get crazy. Do you want to score from our friends at Proper Popcorn? Two area locations. It smells great. It tastes great. And it's the perfect way to watch Tennessee, Alabama down in T-Town. We'll take two callers and spin the wheel next. 99.1, you're listening to The Sports Animal. Inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.